Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, August 19th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Alpha Council with special guests, the Kadena Mining Club, hosted by the Alpha Traders Country Club. Let's take a listen. Yeah, guys, welcome to our first public Alpha Council meeting. I just want to wait maybe one more minute. Everybody, if you haven't yet, tweet this out on your Twitter, in your Discord. And let's get more people to come on and get involved and have a, a really good first public council meeting. So I'm going to pretend that there's background music playing and see if I can find something real quick. And uh, we'll, wait, we'll, we'll come back in just a moment. Yo, I'm sorry, guys. I'm not sure what is happening, but we've just been rugged multiple times. I don't know what happened there. I got, I got rugged out of the first space. And I actually created a new space and then no one was joining it. And I realized somehow there was two spaces going at the same time. <laughs> I'm not sure what is going on. Martin had some uh, interesting music for us to listen to. <clears throat> Did he? Incredible. God, he's good. <laughs> so what's happening? How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing very well. Thank you. Swell, 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 swell. It's, um, I'm going to spend a couple of minutes tweeting this space out now that we're onto a new one. Um, you guys could do the same. That would be amazing. And we will get going ASAP. What's happening, Logan? What is, ha- what is happening? K Cadena Mining Club. What is up? Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. It's uh, Matthew Dernia here with Cadena Mining Club. Super excited to have a chance to join you all today for your first Alpha Council Twitter space. This is exciting. Oh, yeah. You lucky bastard. First <laughs> one, and we got a special guest on. Wow. Yes, well, we, we certainly uh, will not disappoint on your, first, on your first one. We have a lot of exciting things to share that I hope that I that I imagine that your team and, and your members will be very interested in. And first yes. of all, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I just, I just affirmed that. Yes, okay. indeed. we have. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's, it's awesome. And I'm, I'm looking, I, I, I'm on, I looked on OpenSea this morning and I see that you guys are at 0.4 floor price for an alpha club like that's that's really amazing that's that's good job congratulations i appreciate it it's um it's it's funny um we're, we're actually probably gonna have to have to rethink this at the moment because we are not actually an alpha club which is wild <laughs> we uh we, we started this we started at the end of, end of december and it's called 
alpha traders uh, because my partner Martin here. Um, hey, Mr. Alpha Baby, do you mind just muting your mic? Sorry, buddy. No, you're good. Um, and it, we, we called it uh, Alpha Traders based off of a, a, another business that Martin has. Um, so we, we called it that. And then like in like around the March time this year, everything like the word alpha started to become like this trending word. And we were like, oh, this is not what we want. <laughs> 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 and so, yeah, we're, we're, we actually go uh, literally quite a, against the, the, the term alpha. It's funny. <laughs> and yet <laughs> yeah when i first started uh gen alpha ventures the idea was the generation of my son uh you know right now kids that are being born around this time my son's five they're patent they're not gen z anymore it's gen alpha and so it's the idea of um the future generations and thinking about where we're going to be not just next year but where we're going to be in 10 20 30 years and it's really our kids generation gen alpha that's going to determine what's valuable yeah. in the future and and so that's what we originally had in mind is the idea of forward thinking investing in the future um but then it you know kind of nicely settled in with also the web3 terminology of giving out great mm -hmm. info and so mm -hmm. alpha kind of just took off from there but yeah we never really considered ourselves a an alpha group originally okay all right that's good to know that's um that's a good story as well i didn't know generation alpha was even a thing to be honest with you i haven't heard of that one yet uh, so you learn something new every day yeah dude i was like i wouldn't know if i didn't have you know like my son to think about I was like what generation is he and uh, as soon as I found out that nobody was pouncing on these web domains, I went and bought a bunch of web domains with, with Gen, Gen Alpha in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there was, I remember a couple of years ago when the United States was talking about buying Greenland. Oh, my You mean God. Trump? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, oh. bought, I bought a website <laughs> domain called like visitgreenland.us. So I was like, you know, if we, if they ever, if we actually buy Greenland, I think that could go for a pretty penny. So why not? Dude, I, I would, totally forgot about that. I would love for that to have actually happened, and then I can just that imagine like you in an interview is like a multimillionaire like, kid. It's like, yeah, I just just saw it happening. Yeah. God. Oh my gosh. Buying Greenland. Yeah, that'll probably never happen though. So. You know. No one will ever bid on it. It'll just pay whatever twenty dollars a year for a useless <laughs> domain. But I've spent money on worse than maybe not worse things, but I've made stupider decisions with my money. Yeah, just buying that domain. So it's all right. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, you drop that kind of money on one meal out with friends. You might as well. Oh yeah. Right. Know, use it on on things that could be valuable in the future. Yeah. Or forget hey. about a meal. Maybe just a coffee now. Coffee and a bagel. Do you even consider that a meal? <laughs> it is <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Yo, so uh, Tyler, Lloyd, what's the uh, what's the agenda? I missed the first couple minutes here. The the agenda is uh, I'm not actually exactly sure how this is going to go because we've never had anybody else involved with our alpha council meetings. Um, cool. So um, 
what I'll do is I will explain the way that the agenda usually works, um, and then we can we can go from there. But what we usually do uh, for everybody that is listening is we all meet up uh, every every Friday uh, at one thirty p.m. Eastern time, and each of the council members, um, which there is more. Uh, more council members um, there is that is not here today. Um, we each bring a project to the table. Uh, we do about a five minute pitch on the project on what we found um, and our due diligence behind that. And then at the end of it, as each person's gone around the table and and given their uh, input for the for the for the company or the project that they've found, um, we will then um, as a as a group decide on one or two of those companies. And then we will together start deep diving and digging companies um, and, you know, putting in actionable steps as to how we want to move forward with them. Do we want to, you know, reach out for a partnership? Is this something that we're wanting to invest in? Is this something that we want to bring to the community? Is this, um, you know, something that we actually want to bring into our community for something uh, even bigger than a, a simple collab or something like that? Um, and that's kind of how we work. Um, and then at the start of every Friday, we basically review review last week's action plan, um, what we found, what we didn't find, um, and, and any updates, um, and then go from there. But having uh, Cadena Mining Club in here today um, is exciting, but it kind of does throw that off a little bit. So what I was thinking was we might actually get you um, to shoot through at the start here um, and I, I'm, I apologize straight away. I've already forgotten your name. What was your name? Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Matthew. Matthew. Right. I was, I was going to say Michael. What I was going to do is I'll, I'll have you uh, pitch at the start for it. You can, you can run us through um, Cadena Mining Club, what you guys do and how you guys work. And then what we will try and keep it, um, try and keep it short and sweet because we, we, we like to keep things condensed. Um, and then, after maybe 10 or 15 minutes of going through and back and forth, we might actually just have you on the panel and we can be discussing these other companies and, and, and really getting into it. And you can just uh, join the club for the day. What do you think? Yeah, sure. That sounds good to me. Um, definitely. We'll try to keep it short and sweet on our end, uh, but there's kind of a lot to, to unpack with, with Cadena mining club. So we'll see how it goes, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good agenda to me. Incredible, incredible. Well, right, right before I give you the floor, is there anyone that has any quick comments or anything they want to they want to quickly bring up? His name is actually Matthew Dernia. Uh-huh. He's in uh, Richmond, Virginia, graduated from Penn State. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's what happens. That's what happens when you dox yourself. You know, you can just type yeah. your type your name in, and everything comes. The address, the name, you probably find the phone number. Hey, uh, we like that. That's that's a big green flag for us. We like that's, that. Uh, you know? Yeah, that's one of our first questions. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We we had to make sure. So that. you're assuming that we didn't already do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, you know I tried to get some stuff removed off the Google front page before I doxed myself, but it it's a lot more difficult than you think. And in- interestingly, a few months ago, Google just came out with something where if you verified your name, you could actually remove things off the off the front page if you didn't oh. want them there so if you didn't know there's some alpha for everybody if there's something on google you don't want to be out there anymore there's a way to to get it to get it off the front page nice okay the alpha the alpha we didn't know we needed yep <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm literally 
I'm literally Googling it right now to see how to do it just in case I've got any, uh, any bad, any bad pub out there. So I, uh, I'm going to be next. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> did you want to, uh, did you want to fire away then, um, Matthew and, and, and give us a bit of an overview of, of what you guys do, um, and, and how, how Cadena Mining Club works? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, while I'm getting into this, can we get Kate Tuck up here as well? Kate Tuck is our advisor. He's been advising us and he's been helping us a lot um, in the launching of this project. So he might have some things to add at some point. Uh, so it'd be nice to have him up. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's get into it. So where, where do we really begin? Um, I guess the best place to start is, you know, what is Cadena? Um, can we actually, can we get some type of emoji up? If, if you know what Cadena is, give me the heart, give me the heart emoji so I can gauge everybody's knowledge of, of what I'm going to be talking about. So if you know what Cadena is, throw up the heart emoji on the Twitter let's spaces. A, let's assume uh, one thing that we always try and do. We assume that nobody knows anything and we try and explain it as if everyone is like a five or a six year old. Usually yeah. it's across to the most. Yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing it's like about half. I would say about half know what Cadena is. So, all right, cool. So, some some individuals are knowledgeable, others maybe never have never heard about it before. So, I'm going to tell you all now why you should want to hear about it. And you know, as I go through this, remember I'm not a financial advisor. Don't just take my word for it. I implore you all to do your own research on Cadena because I think the blockchain has absolutely tremendous potential the highest and greatest potential of any layer one blockchain on the market today and that's because cadena solves the blockchain trilemma of security scalability and decentralization so bitcoin for example it's very secure it's very decentralized but bitcoin cannot really scale you know, we talk about five transactions per second. There's almost 8 billion people on the planet now. Five transactions per second simply just doesn't cut it for 8 billion people. Uh, Ethereum, for example, you know, you can argue it's secure and it's decentralized, but in the scalability part of ETH, that's why you have to pay these high gas fees whenever you make a transaction because ETH has scalability problems. Well, Cadena does it. And Cadena takes the proven proof-of-work infrastructure from Bitcoin to enable maximum security and decentralization of the network. And the unique architecture of Cadena, how the blockchain is actually built, allows for virtually unlimited scalability. 480,000 transactions per second. They've done it on the testnet. They tell everybody it works. I truly believe the team when they say these things. And how are they able to do this? Well, they actually mix blockchain with graph theory. So Cadena is able to run thousands of chains at once. Bitcoin is, you know, one chain, one block, one block, one chain, one block. It's just one, one, one. Cadena can scale up to thousands of chains running simultaneously. And that allows the network to remain free of congestion. So if chain one is flooded with transactions, you can try chain two. You can try chain three. 
25, 50, doesn't matter. They all work cooperatively as one. And right now you actually do have to send it like chain by chain specific, um, but very soon, I would imagine in the six months, you won't even have to worry about sending on the chain. They'll all work just automatically. You won't even have to think about it. It'll just be like you're sending on ETH. It's a little more complicated right now, but it's not that too hard to get a handle on. All right, so I've talked about Kadena, the technology a little bit. I also just want to throw in to finish off the technology point. Uh, Kadena offers upgradable, readable smart contracts. You know on ETH, once you put a contract out there, you can't change that contract. There's, there's no going back once that contract's live. Well, Kadena allows you to update the contract. So maybe there's a mistake it's made, or maybe you figure out a way to improve the contract. You're able to do that. And I mentioned the contracts are readable. So on ETH or on Solana or a lot of these other projects, you're kind of relying on the developer to tell you what's going on. And you just kind of have to take the developer's word on it. On Kadena, the smart contracts are readable. So you could actually go onto the block explorer, find the contract and understand what is occurring in that contract as just a normal average everyday person. And that really will help with institutional adoption of Kadena as well as perhaps government adoption of Kadena in the future. Uh, so let me go over the team of Kadena really quickly because it's, it's super important who the, who the Kadena team is, who the founders are. Um, Kadena was founded by Will Martino and Stuart Popejoy. So Will Martino was previously the tech lead for the SEC's Cryptocurrency Steering Committee. And uh, Stuart Popejoy led JP Morgan's emerging blockchain group. Will Martino left the SEC to join JP Morgan. He linked up with Stuart Popejoy, and the two created JP Morgan's first blockchain called Juno. And right after they created Juno, they left to start Kadena. And Kadena launched for public use in 2019. In 2019, Dr. Stuart Haber, the co-founder of blockchain technology, all the way back in the 1990s, joined the Kadena team as an advisor and as a cryptographer. And right now, Dr. Haber, the man who's dedicated the last 30 years of his life to blockchain technology, is right now building and working on the security protocol for NFTs on Kadena. So I'm super excited that our NFTs are on a blockchain built by, essentially, the security standard for these NFTs is built by the guy who co-founded blockchain itself, which is really, really amazing. I wouldn't want my NFTs to be anywhere else. Uh, with all that being said, we have amazing tech. We have an amazing team. Why is Kadena only trading at a 300 or so million market cap, less than $2 a coin? And that's because Kadena is so, so new. Launched for public use in 2019, but there wasn't anything, you know, when something like this is new, there's nothing, there's no dApps, there's no NFTs, there's no DeFi. Kadena ran from a dollar to over $25 in the bull run last year with no ecosystem. There was, there was literally no DeFi. There were no NFTs. There was nothing on Kadena. It was a bare bones network. 
and it ran from $1 to $25 because people understand the potential this network brings. And now this year, we have DeFi now. We have, we've gone from, on the whole Cadena chain, we've gone from 5 million total value locked to over 35 million in just a couple of weeks. Uh, we also have dozens of NFT projects la- launching all over the place. And the next bull run, I really think, will be Cadena's bull run because of how the ecosystem is building and how we're all preparing for the next one. So that is the long and short of Cadena. I, I highly recommend everybody do some research on that. Now, let's get into Cadena Mining Club and what makes us so interesting. Um, if you don't know what mining is, it's essentially the process that secures blockchain networks. And for securing the blockchain network, miners are given rewards in the form of whatever crypto they're mining. So in our, our case, it's Cadena. If we were mining Bitcoin, you would receive rewards in, in Bitcoin, but we're mining Cadena. We have an amazing purchase order with Gold Shell for 220 of the most efficient Cadena ASIC miners uh, in the world at the moment. And these miners will generate over 100,000 Cadena a month. And the vast majority of this Cadena is all distributed to the NFT holders because our NFTs are literally tied to the real gold shell KD Max, the real ASIC miner that's working in real life. There's no pooled rewards. We're not asking you to invest in Cadena Mining Club. Our NFTs are simply Cadena ASIC miners. That's all they are. And we're able to offer these miners at the most cost-efficient price on the market. So you literally could not find a better deal if you wanted to get into mining Cadena now, today. There's literally not a better deal on the market. And that's because of our partnerships with Goldshell and Bitkern. Bitkern being our hosting partner, the facility that's actually going to hold all of the machines powered by 100% or it's 98% plus. I shouldn't get that wrong. 98% plus renewable energy, all hydroelectric. So it's very sustainable. We're not doing any dirty mining. And I'm really excited uh, to give everybody around the world a chance to mine Cadena without the hassle of doing it at home because mining at home can be quite annoying. Uh, with all that being said, I think I'll cut it there. I think that's a good place to stop. I've been going for a little bit. Awesome. I know a lot to, ta- a lot to take in. I threw- well, I mean, it's because you've got two layers to it. You know, you got to educate people about what Cadena is and then you can get into your project. So I understand that it requires maybe a little bit more in-depth explanations. So <clears throat> just a little bit of background on ATCC. We are a, a community of traders and investors. So we're not only uh, trading uh, crypto and stocks. So Tyler and I, were the co-founders actually, uh, were full-time traders of the stock market before this. Mm-hmm. And so we've kind of gotten in to NFTs through crypto trading. Uh, and so one of the things that we do that, again, makes us different from an alpha group is not only are we um, have a community where we educate each other and how to be better investors, 
um, and we do coaching classes and in trading classes. But we also have a treasury where we invest our company's money into cryptocurrency and into projects. Mm-hmm. So one of our founders, or sorry, one of our council members, Excalibur, who's not here right now, um, is a big, big fan of Cadena. He brought it to us quite early. Awesome. And so, so Cadena is actually one of our largest holdings uh, in, for our altcoin portfolio. So be happy to say that we're big fans of it. Um, that's, that's, that's really awesome to hear. That's yeah. great. But I, do, but I do think a lot of our members, even including myself, don't have uh, a lot of knowledge on it. So it was great to let you explain. And um, I think, I think you, you did a really nice job. So before we get into, I, I, do, I do worry about time since we've got more things to get to. But do you, could, could you briefly, um, just on Cadena, I have two questions. Um, one is, how would you compare Cadena to, say, other layer one kind of competitors out there like Solana, which I think kind of t- in some ways tries to tick off a lot of the same boxes? And so I'm curious where, where are you, where, where, why do you throw yourself towards Cadena as opposed to uh, Solana? Yeah, uh, well, you know, Solana is doing something a little unproven with their proof of history thing. And you kind of have seen it with all the exploits and all the hacks on Solana and how Solana has to be shut down every so often. And I really, truly think and I hope that that'll be fixed over time. But right now, there's a lot of uncertainty there. The The core part of Cadena and what makes Cadena so exciting is that it uses proof of work technology, just like Bitcoin. blockchain. Like without, without proof of work, what is a blockchain? If you really think about it, it's, it's the same process that we've been doing in terms of centralized banking systems for hundreds and hundreds of years. Proof of stake is no different than the original banking systems, the original, you know, how the government entities are. It's, that's what proof of stake is. It's the shareholders, the stakeholders, the people who own the coins have a direct influence on what happens in the development of the chain. And it's a lot easier to take over Solana or Ethereum, for example, when Ethereum goes to proof of stake, because it's a lot, it's a lot easier to just buy up all the tokens rather than invest in the infrastructure, invest in the hardware. It, it's in pot, like, let's say a bad actor wanted to take Bitcoin down. You couldn't even get enough miners in a year or two years or three years to take the network down. Because the manufacturers, they won't sell it to you. And the manufacturers, they don't have enough to begin with. So it'd be really, it's really, really difficult to attack a proof-of-work network. Um, and we, as we've seen with Bitcoin, Bitcoin has never been hacked. There's never been any issue. Um, Got it. Of stake. That's, yeah. that's, that's good enough. Got it. Thank you. Um, so in terms of uh, the Kadena Mining Club, uh, I'm really curious if you could elaborate on which you already you mentioned this, but I, I would just want to understand it better. And I'm sure a lot of us are are curious about this. How are the NFTs tied to the ASICs themselves? Like, how is this not investing in an NFT collection as opposed to basically where we're dependent on the founding teams, you know, fulfill their promises of then paying out, distributing the profits? How is the mm-hmm. NFT actually attached to the mining device itself? Yeah, um, that's, that's a really good question. So what is the best way to explain this? So essentially, let's, let's just consider 
uh, let's think about what a miner is for a second, and let's use a very simple example. So there's a there's an ASIC miner. It's called a KD Box Pro, and the KD Box Pro does, or let's just use the original KD Box. The KD Box does 1.6 terahash of mining power. Okay, now. There isn't just one component of that machine that makes the 1.6 terahash of mining power. There's actually 16 individual chips that make that 1.6 terahash of mining power that all work together to earn you the rewards. So our NFTs are broken down to, to the chip level within the miner. So your NFTs receive all the rewards that the individual chips on the miner make. There are, there are not any pools rewards. The, the rewards go from the miner to the pool to the NFT holder. We don't touch them, the company. We don't take them on our balance sheet at all. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really aiming to deliver the realest mining experience possible as if you were doing it at home. And that's why we've broken it down to that exact chip level. And we actually have something really cool that we're launching in a couple months where we're going to allow you to burn your NFTs and take delivery of a real miner. If you want if you want us to ship the miner to you, you can burn the equivalent amount of NFTs and we'll actually ship you a real miner to really drive home the fact that we're offering we're selling a product. We're not offering an investment in our company or an investment in any um, pool of pooled rewards. So when when the cadena is mined and the the portion of that cadena that's uh, the the contribution made to get there is via this chip and you have then that money that is then put into a a pool is the withdrawal of that fund to the individual nft holder um yeah. how is that yeah. done is that done manually is that automatic is that in the contract or is there like literally you're just gonna have to have a collection of you know a, a, an excel sheet of all the all the holders and their addresses that you send it to. No, no, everything is completely done by the NFT holder. We, there's really not going to be much that we have to do on our end once everything's set up and running. So if you want to come onto our dashboard and claim your rewards, you can do so at literally any time. I think there's going to be a 12 or a 24 hour inter- interval, but it's, it's all powered by, powered by smart contracts. And again, we don't, we don't touch any of the rewards that's earned by the NFT holders. We don't take anything off the top. What we tell you you're getting, 640 giga hash of mining power, makes it between 8 to 10 KDA per month per NFT. That's what we're telling you you're getting. That's what you're getting. Got it. Great, great to know it's all on-chain. Now, what is the benefit of you doing this type of project? Like where, I mean, I, I would want you to make money. If you're running your business, how do you guys uh, earn earn income? Absolutely. So with the mint proceeds, we're spending a little over 75% of all the mint funds on ASIC miners. So we're getting 220, like I said. 160 of those are for the NFT holders and 60 of them are for the company. And that's because we need to make money so we can pay for the electricity for all the miners over time. And after we do our main sale, we are going to aggressively expand into both offering 
ASICs for sale. So we'll make money on selling ASICs. And we're also going to offer hosting services. So if you want your ASIC miner to be hosted somewhere to get out of your house, we can do that for you as well. I see a lot of you're kind of setting the foundation to then in the future have a lot of add-on services that you could generate income from. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we, you know, it's mining at home is really tough. I started mining about a year and a half ago in my two bedroom apartment. And I got to this point where I had like 40 graphics cards, like four ASICs, the fans, you, the, you can never escape the fan noise. There were wires everywhere. And I actually had to like turn off the miners to use the microwave. Or if my girlfriend wanted to blow dry her hair, I had to turn some of the miners off because they pull so much power. So really, we're just giving everybody a chance to mine without the hassle of having to do it in their own home. Because mining's exciting. I mean, there was during the bull run last year, I was making almost $300 a day, about $300 a day for a couple of months, just sitting around like you don't have to do anything when you're mining. So the money never stops flowing. It's like waking, I wake up at eight or 9am. I've already made 70, 80 bucks for the day and you wake up feeling good. Great. All right, guys, I think because we try to keep most of these meetings around an hour, we should move on as quickly as possible. I know Tyler's probably got got uh, something to say about that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm in full agreement, and, and I, was, I was actually going to go there, but I just wanted to really quickly, we've got one uh, member in the Discord who's asking some questions, um, and the question is, before we move on, that says, what happens when the miners linked to your NFT expire or age out? Is there a built-in mechanism to renew? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Uh, so right now, we're offering the best warranty in the industry, uh, three-year guaranteed hash board warranty. So the hash board is what actually does the mining. The fans, the power supplies, the control boards, that is all lifetime warranty. We'll take care of that for you. Uh, we haven't officially decided if we're going to offer a chance for you to replenish the hash rate of your original NFT. We're certainly going to offer future NFT collections. Uh, like for next year, we're doing this immersion cooled collection where we're going to be selling immersion cooled NFTs, which I think is really cool. Um, but we haven't decided if we're going to if we're going to offer the chance to replenish the hash rate of the original NFT yet. And the reason is, is it, it just it gets down to the rules, the regulations. We're really doing our best to get as far away from any um, consideration that we could be doing a securities offering, anything of that nature. So really just trying to sell a product. That's all. Got it. And so just to because I do think that you deserve uh, a lot more time for us to ask more questions, which we can set up another day on uh, another spaces and also a call one-on-one uh, -on -one with the uh, the founders and, and myself to meet the rest of your team. But just for your last, just to wrap it up, what um, last bit of information would you like to leave for the group? I know that you're minting soon. Maybe talk a little bit about, about the, that upcoming mint. Yeah, uh, I think K Tuck pinned a tweet. I'm just going to pin another one. Uh, so a couple things. We're running a $100,000 sweepstakes with, you know, in, in, in cooperation with our mint. We're giving away a Tesla Model 3 and about 
$40,000 worth of Cadena and Cadena ASIC miners. Uh, I just pinned a tweet so you can check out more information about that, how you can enter to win. There is no purchase necessary. There's a bunch of ways that you can enter for free, which is really exciting. Uh, we also have our pre-mint allow list in that tweet as well. So we are going to be accepting ETH, credit cards, and Cadena for our mint on August 27th. Uh, on August 27th, we're selling about 8,500 NFTs, $200 for the whitelist, $300 for the public sale. Uh, we're really feeling confident about how this is going to go. We're talking with a lot of really, really awesome people, including your, you guys, in order to make that happen. And we expect our miners to be online mid to late September. So we're minting August 27th. And our miners are going to be on two to four weeks later, which is really, really incredible. It's a really quick turnaround time. So if you guys are interested in mining Cadena, learning more about Cadena, gaining exposure to Cadena, definitely come check out our Discord, follow us on Twitter, check out that pinned tweet, and stay tuned for August 27th because it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a big party. I, uh, I, I, I want to... Uh... I mean, I'm excited. I, I just want, I want to apologize in advance. I was speaking to uh, four or five members of our Discord the other day and they were asking about red flags and um, they're like, what, what's an obvious red flag that, that we can look for because we just don't know? <laughs> and one, of, one of the first things I said was, are they giving away a car? Because that's probably it. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's hilarious. Well, look, I mean, I agree. Most most um, times, NFT collections like to run these big giveaways. What like for the mint launch? They haven't done any research into how to actually do it legally. There have been so many illegal contests and raffles over the last year and a half. We've spent so much time, effort, and effort into putting together an actual legal document with actual terms of service to, to kind of further legitimize the project. Like there's actually a contract with this sweepstakes that we have up on our website, kdamining.club slash sweepstakes. This is like, <laughs> it couldn't be more, more of a legitimate thing that we're doing. I mean, I would go to prison for the rest of my life if we, if we did anything, anything stupid with this money, <laughs> but that's, for that sure. is funny. For that sure. is really funny. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Well, thanking you very much. I appreciate it. Um, I'd love for you to hang around and 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 jump in. I'd love to hear some of your some of your thoughts and and um, you know, ideas on 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 some of the some of the other projects. But um, Susan, did you want to to jump in? And is there any projects that you've been looking at? I'm just looking at our, our sheet now. Um, but is there anything that you wanted to jump in, and we can uh, we can get started on? Well, um, I you know we have. Kadena Mining, and I have been um, working on our Tuesday canopy shootouts. Um, so I don't have a whole lot of new other than what's coming up on the canopy shootouts every Tuesdays. Um, there is, we have our hey, uh, Susan? council spreadsheet. Yeah. Could you, maybe since we've got a lot of members here that don't know what the canopy shootout is. You want to explain that real quick? Yeah. So our canopy shootout um, is going to be a, we have a Google form 
in our Discord under the channel, work with us. And the Canopy Shootout is an opportunity for any interested project to um, kind of come before our Alpha Council, um, pitch our project as our members listen, and we will run through some questions similar to kind of how today went um, in deciding you know, whether or not uh, we want to move forward, how we want to move forward, um, if our members want to make investments at that point, if they're looking for additional questions. But we're hoping to have one to three projects every Tuesday present, um, and that will be the format. So that, that form is on our Discord. Um, it's in my a link to our Discord is in our pen, my pen tweets, um, my pinned Twitter. So if you're on my Twitter account, you can link in to Alpha Traders Country Club to access that collab form. We, uh, Susan, we, we just got off a, a call um, with, uh, the, with Creeps. I'm not sure if you've heard of Creeps. <gasps> Um, and uh, we sent them, they, they actually requested that form because they've got a couple of projects to, to send our way. So that's, uh, that, that form might be filling up a little bit quicker than usual. <laughs> it's going it's to, it is going to fill out um, Lonely Listeners, which is minting on Solana. Um, actually, they're closing their mint. They're minting right now. It's live and it's a music platform. Um, I've been kind of interested in them because there's been a few of the uh, music platforms aiming to decentralize the music industry and provide more opportunities for artists um, and a platform, a launch pad for artists. So there are a couple of those. But what I liked about Lonely Listeners is they have an analytics platform. So holders can, um, they have the same analytics tools as like record um, companies do, and they can take a look at an artist's um, projected trajectory and their likability according to AI analytics um, to make decisions about whether or not they want to invest in artists. They have a couple of use cases right now that they've um, they've used as a premise for their platform. So it's it's interesting. They have signed up for us, so we will be hearing from them too. So I'm kind of looking forward to them. But their mint does close out um, Saturday, and they have had some struggles with their mint, but looking I'm like they're pulling through it i'm just looking at that now it says uh, i'm just reading through one of their threads that they um that they had some technical issues in their mint like six or seven minutes before they started yes and this was um it was a cross mint with eth and solana on magic eden and i think there was issues with the magic eden link that have you um have you uh, have you seen or, or heard anything about if they have any signed artists as part of their as part of their company? They they do, um, but not too many. So 
Um, that is still something that needs to be forthcoming. Um, I'd like to hear an update on that from them for yeah. sure. Yeah, I feel like I feel like any kind of music NFT yeah. at this point is going to be so difficult to put together without without that um, that backing of of famous musicians. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. I mean, even the even the famous musicians haven't been doing very well recently. No. Chris Chris Brown just launched something, I think, and they sold eight yeah. percent. They sold yeah. eight hundred out of ten thousand. And it's hilarious because we launched our phase one minute at the same exact time, pretty much. And we beat Chris Brown. Yeah. It's about time someone beat him because he deserves it. He went in pretty confident with that, too. (laughs) But um, He did. That whole venture was all about Chris Brown. Someone had to do it. I mean, he he (laughs) set it up so perfectly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 funny. It's funny watching these watching these projects um, pop up, um, like and and you can always sort of tell who's who's in it for the long game and who's not. And um, just yeah. because it's kind of it's kind of uh, slightly fallen um, fallen apart at the moment for that for this exact reason is I was um, working with a uh, a company who was. <laughs> I was working in in a in an odd kind of way with with Motown Records um, to do a an NFT collection for for that, and that kind of fell apart for the exact same reason. I was like, let's get this going in like two or three weeks, and let's you know make some money. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's not really how it works. And yeah, it's like, great. What can we make it? You know, what can we throw at it to make it famous? I'm like, well, again, it doesn't <laughs> really work like that. It's like. Like, this is a you're structuring an entire new company here. Like this isn't something that you're, you're not just adding this as a little bit of like a, it's a little bit of an accessory to your current business. Like this is this is a whole new thing. So it, makes, it raises it raises the question: If do you think at some point we're going to get to a place where we stop talking about NFTs as projects and instead as companies? Yeah, you know, or because because. Even for me, it's still a struggle because I've gotten used to saying NFT project, but I know it really projects don't work anymore. The only thing I was about to say, you don't think we're there already? We we are, but we are there, but the terminology and people that aren't familiar with the NFT space, like the Chris Browns and the musicians that because of nomenclature used, people don't see them as serious companies. And right. okay. they need they need to start to otherwise people are going to continue to be disappointed <laughs> when they try to mint stuff. You know, it's just not it's not projects don't work anymore. They have to be long term, either companies, clubs, or it's got to be, you know, some type of uh, some type of artwork collection that's yeah. you know, purely for art. Well, yeah, I know. Um, and, and there's there's a lot that needs to transition that I think we're on the cusp of. Um, and with some of the regulations that are upcoming, you know, that's going to, that could very well make an impact also. True. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you st- know? I'm still struggling uh, with, with how to describe things as we transition. 
Um, I'm going to start trying to use NFT collection maybe more than than NFT I, project from now on. I'm trying to I'm trying to get in the habit of using the term venture NFT venture. Ooh, I like that one too. Yeah, I kind of like that one. Um, but then it feels you know you're the only, you're the only one the NFT venture. Uh, so if everybody here starts using that term NFT venture, maybe we'll get this pushed forward. Changing changing the terminology of the space. Wow, we're Let's really just some, do it now. Onto some onto some big things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, one uh, one one project that's uh, been popping up for me that oh, sorry one venture that has been popping up go. for me and I've actually I actually have had a call with the founders of the company um, already. They are from Australia and they're called uh, Extraterrestrials um, NFT Collection. Now. Okay. They are going to be uh, going through the application process to to jump on the canopy shootout um, to, to to pitch their pitch their company. Um, but the the premise of the of the company is that they are going to be basically a venture capital NFT collection where they are going to their business model is helping Web two companies get into Web three. And then they will acquire uh, a certain amount of equity in that company to to onboard them onto Web three, um, and that is basically their business model. Um, I'll try and I'll try and find one of their I'll, I'll try and pin a tweet of what they've got going on. Um, but that's that's one that that's one that I've been looking at at the moment. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I think we get two also uh, updates we can share with everyone from on, on our end. Uh, Lloyd and I have met with uh, the COPA group. Oh, good. I was going to ask about them. Yeah. Uh, I actually forget if their full name is just COPA or is it? COPA Markets. COPA Markets. Uh, and that's something that we're going to keep our eye on. We had a one-to-one a -one meeting with the founder and just a brief explanation for everyone. They are a company that is going to offer fractionalized ownership of uh, rental properties that use NFT as a mechanism to, you know, to pay out, to pay out holders. And so fractionalized ownership, you know, is already been kind of, gaining traction in the last few years. And now they're basically taking that and integrating it in with NFTs. And it looks, it looks very legitimate. Big, I would say, real estate people behind it. Um, what, what isn't there yet is their Web3 um, kind of expertise and experience. It's, clearly, it's clear that these are guys that have have had success in real estate and then are trying to figure out how to do it with nfts yeah um, and i think that they probably need to bring on another portion of their founding team uh to manage the the nft component because even when he was explaining it to us he was didn't really understand properly how the tokens would work um and and it was it was clear that he wasn't the guy to talk about either Discord or NFTs, 
I don't know if he even owns NFTs kind of, kind of feeling. Okay. Um, but, but we definitely want to keep in touch with him and I'd see, I definitely see potential there, but it's just, it's really early on their end. Yeah. That seemed like a, a very big red flag description of everything that we found. Um, but the reason that we are keeping an eye on it um, is because of the success and the backing that they have in Web two. Um, you know, they're not they're not looking after fifty million or sixty million of real estate. They're looking at like fifteen point six or fifteen point seven billion in real estate. Um, so it's not something that you know if they can catch and they can grab the right people. It it's not going to be something that is a, a small a small company. It will be. It will be, uh, you know, quite the quite the lucrative investment if 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 they can bring the right people on board and and, and get up to speed quick. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Susan. By the way, you were the one that, that that brought that to us. Yep. Well, that was that was one of the little gems, little hidden gems. We have um, speaking of um, entrepreneurial ventures um, similar to yours, Tyler. We have Opus Labs, who is maybe signing up also for a um, canopy shootout space and they do similar. So their platform will be um, based on their experiences in the web two space, which are pretty extensive. And um, their goal is to help um, web two ventures transition into web three. I wonder if you could get them on the same day. What was, Ooh, what was that the, sounds what like was the name a of real shootout. I, I was say, I, I'm a big fan of this. I think if we can get them on if possible. Let's make sure it's on the same day. Yeah, that would be. Can you imagine, okay. imagine Martin, if we went on to like Shark Tank and there was a Web3 investment firm right before or after us? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, that that is what Twitter Spaces is these days. Is half yes, the Twitter space, half the Twitter space out there is just a bunch of project founders talking. <laughs> Venture founders. Venture. Oh, God. God. Every time. See, it's hard. Ventures. Yeah, I NFT venture and NFT ventures uh, web domains are taking guys. And who else do? We, oh, and then we have League of Lions, right? Their Tuesday with DJ Art Studios. I uh, I also decided to pass on Wolfer Finance. Um, yeah, we we had a lot of discussions about them, but he also then DM'd me with a whole barrage of investment into another project called Presend, uh, which I mean looks cool from the from the service level, but it, it's it's just showing me that the this founders kind of already moving on to the next biggest, greatest thing that's going to make him, you know, the next next millionaire. And I just, I just worry that th he's just putting his hands in, into too many things without any real care or consideration for the, the Wolf of Finance NFT collection. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to uh, have the treasury get into that, nor am I going to make it an alpha alert. Okay. We had a pretty uh, long conversation about Wolfer Finance, um, Burnt Toast, Samurai Choi, and myself in our Sloffy Club yesterday um, that was basically expressing those same concerns about um, 
the founder kind of not listening to the community and making decisions kind of on his on his own, but um, almost recklessly, I think, is the perception. Totally. What's uh what happened that that brought that conversation up? Um, there were it was a community discord that um I think they were I oh geez and I can't even remember. So, Burnt, you may have yeah, the was, details on that a, more. The first I heard of it was um, just within our discord when one of his members came over, um, and I just had a conversation with with Chu about it. Um, and then, um, when I was actually in Hydro Whales website or Discord, um, there were multiple yeah. members there saying the same thing. So it really just um, you know, reaffirmed for me that uh, he, he's kind of isolating his community. So that's pretty extensive too when it's in multiple Discords. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so I think that's a good idea. Just to. To take a pass on it for now. How about uh, fire blocks? Any update on fire blocks? So fire blocks uh, would be a nice IPO um, opportunity. They are a large um, securities company that continues to um, work with major banks and, and investment firms to provide. Um, auditable and, and uh, secure um, wallets for any crypto tr assets that they want to be able to manage, uh, being able to, to set user rights as well as um, limits on how much individuals can spend out of the, the, the fund and so forth. So it seems like a, a really good uh, IPO chance, um, but we'd have to find somebody to to be able to tap into that, it seems. Uh, if it even ends up being a traditional IPO, it sounds like they may actually uh, be looking at a crypto uh, launch as well. Um, oh. But uh, so there's, there's out in that still. Um, as far as you know, the company themselves, I think they their services sound fantastic, but um, you have to have multi-million dollars to be able to afford it. <laughs> yeah, big investment. Uh, yeah, and and it's a monthly subscription, so their business model really sounds uh, um, interesting and profitable. Yeah. So, okay, so keep one to kind of watch. One um, update that I have, um, Susan. For I'm not sure. I can't remember if it was yourself. Um, I think it was a uh, hundred day, hundred day ventures. Okay. Um, I had a call with them last week. Um, Finally. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm very unimpressed. Um, yeah. so they've, yeah, they've, they, they were, uh, it was an impressive call by the time I finally got on it after like two missed meetings or whatever it was. Um, and uh, it was a very impressive call. They are very knowledgeable guys, um, extremely intelligent, um, far, far, far more intelligent than, than I could even comprehend in the conversation. Um, but the skills that they have 
socially and as for being able to describe and communicate what they're doing, I think is potentially a big enough red flag to, to not get into it because it took us really? you know, an hour to get around yeah. the concept of what it is. Um, and that's fine. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine if you're not great at explaining it, but there's, I think, I think they are almost too intelligent for their own good um, where it's, you know, no one else is able to even understand what they do. Um, so, I'm potentially going to give that one a pass, um, but I will I will probably jump on one more one more call with them and, and see where we go. Could you yeah. explain in like a few sentences what they do? Uh, no, I'm trying to I'm trying to get back up their site now because I, I spoke with them like a week a week or more ago, and I kind of remember. But um, they, they I know I guess I guess that kind of sums it up. Huh? Yeah, but I, I know they they work heavily with tokenomics um, and. I couldn't grasp why they were launching an NFT because they they were a service company uh, that yeah. was assisting people with tokenomics. Um, they had uh, lawyers and a bunch of devs on the team, and they they help companies run their tokenomics systems. So um, they help with like smart contracts and launchpad yeah. support, right? Was that their as far as I can remember, yes. Um, but I, I know that, I mean, as I said, every time that they spoke, I was like, "This, like, none of this is even making sense to me. So it's, it's, it's definitely a niche, a niche market. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, um, I know. So with some of the venture capital um, ventures, <laughs> NFT ventures out there, that is, Sometimes one of the biggest um, obstacles is that you ha- you do have a lot of very very smart, experienced people, but if they can't communicate that to their community and have their community see what value that they're receiving, um, it's it's you know that's when projects unfortunately don't go anywhere yeah no matter no matter how good they may be 100 percent. and we learned this so early on i remember i posted about this i think back in like february or march um and someone was i was having a conversation with someone in the discord and they were asking a question about what it's like to run an nft company i was like it's funny because i thought it would be 99 percent product or service and one percent everything else Whereas mm-hmm. it's like ninety nine percent communication, one mm-hmm. percent product service, mm-hmm. what, whatever you're doing, it's like everything is communication. And I think yes. that somehow the the companies that take off to the degree that they do are, are able to communicate their their mission better than anyone. And I think yes. that's just the be all and end all. Well, and they also will understand who their um, community is. And, you know, blockchains have different personalities. So an ETH community is different than a Solana community. Um, and, you know, you, you have to understand that. And if you're DeFi and 
you're going in and you're building a service project um, on Solana and you have, you know, a Solana community that is looking for immediate gains or a flip, you know, then you're, you're off, you're going to be off. You're not, you know, you're not going to either mint or if it's minted, then that's when it's just, it's flipped. Some of this conversation reminds me a little bit about uh, Soul Street Finance and talking with them, which mm-hmm. I really like uh, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Tyler knows this when we are talking with the founder on the first call, like they get real technical real fast. And, yeah. you know, you kind of, you kind of hope that uh, without being directly, you know, providing direct criticism, but hopefully they, they, as they evolve, they'll learn how to communicate their services more simply. Yes. Um, they need and, to. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still a big fan because their product speaks directly to things that we want to do. Right. Um, right. But I definitely, I definitely hope their communications improve. Right. And <laughs> I actually you know, reached it, out to them after that, after that first call martin i haven't told you yet but reached out to them and basically like after we announced the partnership and said basically that i said i'd love to jump on a call together and we can whittle down your offering so that it can be spoken about clearly and concisely because you know as soon as we go into partnership you know your your success is our success and currently there is no success there with the with, with any pitch or um you know even communication. Yeah, so and they're, I just, they're they're aware. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. I, and I want to just say for the Alpha Council and for everybody is that uh, let's su- let's support them uh, yeah. by giving feedback. You know, um, yeah. because they're still building, everything's still a work in progress, and so I hope we can see that if we start using their service and you come up with problems, you know, create a ticket or provide suggestions. Uh, hopefully we can get get be the partner and the advocate that that's needed to to really help them thrive and I think we'll be rewarded for that by being such early you know advocates for them yeah, I do too, and I think that is a very important component and and that's another thing that's kind of changing and needs to change in the n f t space is that criticism isn't an attack, you know. Um, constructive feedback isn't an attack. It's, it really is helpful. And, um, you know, a lot of times it's spaces like this that, you know, or those conversations with venture founders um, or, you know, lead team members to, to say these kinds of things, because um, sometimes, you know, hearing it outside of your community, Sorry, but if you, you know, you have to, you have to get that feedback and you have to have an avenue for that feedback. Um, And you have to listen to it because your community are your buyers. Totally agree. I mean, that's the bottom line. And if somebody goes into a discord and there is, you know, um, just dissent uh, that's visible. Um, you know, where, where a founder or where a mod is pitted against the community, that it, that's such a bad sign to people. 
Um, and they may stick around because they're, you know, you have a community of people who are wondering, well, maybe it's a flip. You know, I have a whitelist, so I'll be able to mint under. So, okay, it's not viable for me in the long term or to hold, but I could mint and flip. And that's, that's a big mindset, you know, um, and it is helpful to kind of take a look at your Discord communities and try to speculate, you know, who is likely to mint um, and who is potentially likely to flip because you may have a large community of flippers in your community, you know, within you if you do a quick assessment. For sure. For sure. I, I agree. And there's so many, there's so many points that I'm kind of biting my tongue on at the moment. I know. But it's, it's an entire it's an entire space in and of itself um and it's there's so many deep conversations that can go on there but i i wanted to uh sort of wrap this up i know that this alpha council meeting has been the most random one that we've had to date yeah um, but <laughs> it has been a huge week we've had Susan, you've been completely tied up in logistics of a multi-billion dollar company that is ATCC. Uh, we've had the J&J boys uh, doing social media and doing bits and pieces with collaborations and whatnot. Um, we've had Burnt Toast going crazy uh, explaining stocks and doing putting in 50 times the amount of work. Um on, on, on the Discord side of things. So we've all been pretty caught up um, and haven't been doing too much research as such. So I think that, um, you know, this was a bit of a test run, uh, which is great. Uh, I really look forward to uh, Tuesday's Twitter spaces with the Canopy Shootout. Um, forewarning that that also, for the first few weeks, will be a test run and it will take us a few weeks to get into our groove. So if things are a little bit awkward, things are, you know, not, you know, we're not sure how to, to structure things, that's fine. It will come over time. We'll start to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um, and then the same for Friday's Alpha Council meeting. Um, we won't schedule anyone else to come on for Fridays um, and we will run Friday's Twitter spaces uh, to the exact programs that we run uh, our Alpha Council meetings every Friday previous to this. Um, that way you can keep it structured. We know what we're talking about. We have actionable things to do um, and, and actionable, practical things to discuss and, and move forward on, which I'm, I'm really looking forward to. But thank you guys for coming. I really appreciate it. Does anybody have any closing thoughts? I, I just did want to say um, I'm blaming Planet Susan for oh my, God. Uh, my purchasing uh, my purchase. the Founders Pass. <laughs> I uh, I had done all my research for this meeting on the wrong Discord, so I went in last night to uh, catch up and uh, ended up purchasing the Founders Pass from um, the uh, Kadena Mining Company. And then um, they well, they were out. doing well. They they sold their their Founders Passes out at mid. I know. And then they sold uh, phase one completely as of yesterday. So that I walked yeah. in as they were doing their celebration <laughs> and got yeah. up. So <laughs> I went on their secondary market and bought, uh, and bought Founders Passes. 
So. Ah, okay. I'm like, would you do buy the last one? Thanks a lot. No, <laughs> secondary market. I uh, and I didn't even take the bottom price, so others are welcome to join in. All right. Oh, and you by watch. the way, anybody, uh, you know, burnt your your stock calls have been on fire. <laughs> Everybody should hop in there and follow what's going on. Agreed in a big, big way. Big, big, big way. way. I mean, you know, this is Some not just NFT it. council. So, yeah, you know, you're doing it. That's, it's crazy. Amazing. Well, I will, uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Everyone have an incredible Y day uh, tomorrow. Spend some time with your loved ones and enjoy your damn life. Until then, speak soon. Be great. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the ATCC Alpha Council with special guests, the Cadena Mining Club, recorded on Friday, August 19th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Waking up like a basement dweller Stepped out the door and heard racists yelling 2020, what an ugly shit show Staring at the fucking rig roll from the get-go Looking outside, the whole state's on fire The fuck do you expect when you embrace the liars And replace the writers with AI just like us Emaciated models killing bright birds First in, last out, picture me rolling The worst time to cash out, so what you holding? The Merc's gonna cash cow, country stolen Drooling over chicken like the goose is golden Trying to be so full, spitting that molten Lava from the bottom of the caldera I'm hot and gonna put it in a bottle And offer it to the god who hit the gas full throttle Blasting off in a rocket The many people who will, will see things happen to them That are in their favor So someone's looking over me that's a, that's a fascinating phenomenon when that happens. And what, when you analyze those situations, what you find is, is that we as humans simply have a profound inability to understand statistics and probability. Stitching these writings, living that life like Who would have guessed you turn out this nice, right? Avoiding stress, that's the motherfucking secret Print that shit on a motherfucking leaflet I'm just an asshole hooked on the bricks Looking at the rectangles, damn they kinda thick We've gone through a whole lot of kings here Cutting off heads just to bring cheer Getting all fired up, Tiger King, line them up When you give an arm and a leg just to try the junk On some first time buyer's luck Alexa, set a reminder and remind me to buy a bunch And put your hands up if you fuck this year And keep them in the air if you're picking up the spare And put your mask on just to go outside Looking at the planet about to downsize So climate change will not make Earth Basically, every other coastal city that we've spent thousands of years building uh, in the, since the dawn of civilization. Terra spaces.